0: Coming up on 5-Minute News Justin Trudeau's election falters but narrowly clings to power Joe Biden promises relentless diplomacy to allies at UN And Democrats push to curb presidential powers after Trump corruption It's Wednesday, September 22 I'm Anthony Davis. Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau won his third straight election but failed to get the majority in Parliament he wanted an outcome that threatened his Conservative rival with loss of his job after moving his party to the centre and alienating his base Trudeau bet Canadians didn't want a Conservative government during a pandemic and voiced the concerns of Canadians who were increasingly upset with those who refused to get vaccinated That helped propel Trudeau to victory in the election on Monday and while the gamble to win a majority of Parliament seats didn't pay off Trudeau now leads a strong minority government that won't be toppled by the opposition any time soon Hours after the results came in, Trudeau greeted commuters and posed for photos on Tuesday morning at a subway stop in his district in Montreal, a post-election tradition for the Prime Minister. At a news conference on Tuesday, Conservative leader Erin O'Toole said he had initiated a post-election review to examine what went wrong for his party. O'Toole said he was more determined than ever to continue But his party might dump him as it did his predecessor Who failed to beat Trudeau in 2019 Whether he remains Conservative leader has big implications For the Conservative movement in Canada If he's removed, the party could swing back to the right Joe Biden summoned the world's nations to forcefully address the fostering global issues of the COVID-19 pandemic, climate change, and human rights in his first address before the UN on Tuesday. He decried military conflict and insisted the US is not seeking a new Cold War with China. But while stressing to fellow world leaders the urgency of working together, Biden avoided addressing criticism from allies about the chaotic US withdrawal from Afghanistan and a diplomatic tempest with France. We're opening a new era of relentless diplomacy, of using the power of our development aid to invest in new ways of lifting people up around the world, Biden said. The president offered an impassioned plea for cooperation to friends and adversaries, arguing that overcoming a daunting list of crises will hinge on our ability to recognize our common humanity. He pledged to double US financial aid to poorer countries to help them switch to cleaner energy and cope with the merciless effects of climate change. That would mean increasing assistance to about $11.4 billion a year. This after five months ago doubling the amount to $5.7 billion a year As part of the fight against climate change, rich nations, for many years, have promised to spend $100 billion a year in climate help But a new study shows they're $20 billion a year short Biden said his new commitment would help rich nations reach their goal. Eight months into his presidency, Biden has been out of sync with allies on the ending to the US war in Afghanistan. He has faced differences over how to go about sharing coronavirus vaccines with the developing world and over pandemic travel restrictions. And there are questions about the best way to respond to military and economic moves by China. U.S. House Democrats say they will vote on legislation this fall to curb the power of the president. In an effort to rein in executive powers, they say President Donald Trump flagrantly abused. The legislation would limit the president's pardon power, strengthen laws to ban presidents from receiving gifts or payments from foreign governments, better protect independent agency watchdogs and whistleblowers from firing or retribution, and give Congress better tools to enforce subpoenas. It was written with the input of President Joe Biden's White House and incorporates a previous version that Democrats introduced just before the November election. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi said the bill is intended to restore checks and balances between Congress and the executive branch so that no president of whatever party can ever assume that he or she has the power to usurp the power of the other branches of government. The legislation, Pelosi said, is specific in its remedies and its inoculations against future abuse. The bill comes as Trump mulls another run for president, and as Democrats defend a thin majority in the 2022 midterm elections. Most provisions in the legislation are in direct response to actions by Trump or his administration that Democrats saw as abuses of presidential power, including his firing of agency whistleblowers, his defiance of congressional subpoenas, and his campaign's interactions with Russians in the 2016 election.